Welcome to the Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast. Here's your host, Morgan Colby and Rick Lemon. What's going on, Fantasy Champs? My name is Morgan Colby. I got Rick Lemon with me as always. What's popping? We got a oh. We got a good midweek pod for you. Good Wednesday pod. Yeah. Chat about Thursday night football. The greatest show on TIFF. You know, I was the gonna Thursday say, night games. Well, this uh well the World Cup has been going on for soccer. Yeah. Um, I thought it was funny because like our sport is named football, right? And uh-huh. somebody was saying, oh, well, football, that's not the real football. NFL football is the real football. I was like, okay, well, first off, um, why is our football named football? Just to annoy Europeans. Fair enough. We we literally maybe like five times a game, like actually t- touch the ball with your foot. And the reality is there's rules against you touching it with your foot. <laughs> you fumble right. and you try to kick it. That's against the rules. Right. So, like, why is it football? Football makes a lot more sense for soccer. Soccer, yeah, that's what I was going to say. But. Frick, frick the Europeans. Exactly. That's the only reasoning. Why would we want to go play over there? I will say the uh, the Bucks game in Germany, those fans were freaking electric. Yeah, that was, that was that awesome. Was pretty, I wish, pretty I, wish I was at that game. I wouldn't be able to speak to any of them because I don't they speak English. It, but. Well, they wouldn't even serve water, though. It would just be, or soda. It would just all be beer. <laughs> The opposite of what's happening in the World Cup in Qatar, where they don't yeah. drink beer at all. <laughs> True. Well, that's right. probably for the best. Yeah, that, that is probably for the best. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, so we're going to, on this episode, talk about the Thursday night football matchup uh, between the 49ers and the Seahawks. Just to confirm that is correct, right, Rick? Yes, sir. 49ers, Seahawks. Um, okay. All right. See, I didn't, I didn't frick it up this time. I, I fricked it up one week. And since then I've been like, I really need to be on this. Been paranoid. Um, but we'll go through each team, talk about the matchup for that team. Uh, what players you can start, what players you can sit and do a little bit of a, a matchup preview for that. Um, before we do that, check out our website, fantasychampions.com. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or any other podcasting platforms, please leave a review and share this podcast with your friends. If you're watching on YouTube, subscribe, click the bell for notifications, like, and comment down below any questions you may have for us. All right. Without further ado, what say you? Or what say we? Talk about okay. this matchup. Um, a lot of I feel like there's a lot of really good fantasy uh, situations for this matchup, as juxtaposed to last week, which I would say is probably one of the best fantasy, uh, not fantasy football games, one of the best uh, just games in general, Thursday night football games of the season. Um, lots of back and forth. Good game. Are you talking about this past week's? Yeah. Big comeback. I mean, I guess. I think the end was great. I don't know about the rest of the game. Um, also, very interesting situation here for the 49ers, who are now 9-4. and four. They play the Seattle Seahawks, who are 7-6, and six, and kind of um, falling apart a little bit here at the end of the season. Not kind of. <laughs> uh, completely falling apart. Uh, but if the Seahawks, they need this win to get back on track. If they get back on track, though, they're right back in the division um, hunt and they uh, would have a shot. Did they? Did they play the 49ers again on the season? I don't even know what their schedule looks like. 
Uh, they do not. Okay. Did they win the first matchup? They did not. <laughs> okay. All right. So what? Uh, I don't even know what the playoff. This is. This is it. Then, if the 49ers yeah. win this, they win the division. Yeah, and so that would make it. The Giants are still in it because the Seahawks can't pull their pants, their big boy pants up. The entire Dude, NFC the Seahawks West, have the Chiefs after this too. So that's crazy. Yikes. The NF. The entire NFC East uh, at this point is making the playoffs over there. <laughs> In the NFC. Yeah, there's no way that lasts, is there? No, probably not. I I mean Gi- I Giants I might not make the playoffs after all. I really all. want Detroit. Like I think I think the Giants will Giants or Washington, one of them's gonna start losing. Um and I really want the Lions to really sneak in there, but it's gonna take a little bit of extra help. So anyway. Um, let's chat about this Thursday night football game, starting with the San Francisco 49ers. They got starting quarterback Brock Purdy going up against a pretty Purdy matchup this week. Mm-hmm. Seattle. Um, he had 21 last week or what was his numbers? Not in the five point touchdown league. Uh, was it, it was 19, 19, 18, 19. Um, do you want to stream him? this oh, it was week? 21. Okay. I'll take it. Uh, do you want to stream him this week? I think it's an okay stream. I'm still a little nervous because we just haven't seen enough from him. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Seahawks defense is really, really bad. 49ers have ridiculous talent around him. Um, I don't think Debo is going to play in this game, though. He got injured this week, and I think he had a high ankle sprain. So he's probably going to miss the rest of the regular season. So that does take away one of their better yeah. wide receivers. But you still got Brandon Ayuk. You still got George Kittle. You still got Christian McCaffrey. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's still some very good talent there on that 49ers team where you can spread the ball around. But I don't know. It's tough because <laughs> I just – I don't know, man. I haven't seen enough in the Debo injury. But I think I would I would stream him. I, I would tell you, though, he's not going to be, like, in my top 12. So if you have a top 12 quarterback – you're in the playoffs. You're not starting him, right? But he might be in that like sixteen to thirteen range, seventeen to thirteen range for my quarterbacks this week. So, hmm. but we'll have to see. Yeah, um, I don't think it's bad. Like, if you desperately need to play a quarterback, I do think there's other options out there. Yeah. So, like, I'm not desperate to run him out there, but if he does have another good week where he puts up twenty, like for me. What I'm looking for is a good matchup and a player that can put up 20 points. And if I know that player is going to put up 20 points, I want him in my starting lineup. I don't for for quarterbacks. I'm not really like affected necessarily about by by rankings. I just want to know the guy's going to get me 20 points. Of course, I would love a 30 point performance, but when you're talking about streaming quarterbacks, like what do you really anticipate that happening? Like <laughs> just you just get lucky. <laughs> I will say Thursday night football games are the bane of my existence. So if there was another quarterback that I saw equal to Brock Purdy, I was going to say, like I would take the equation. I added that to the equation. And so I would take those equal quarterbacks over him. I would take guys like, um, that we talked about on the waiver wire show guys like Mac Jones. Um, who's the other guy? I did uh, Ryan Tannehill. Um, I would take some of those guys over him, but, um, I don't think it's a bad matchup for him. It is unfortunate for guys like Jimmy Garoppolo. I really think this team should have at least put a claim in on Baker. They wouldn't have gotten him, but they should have. Yeah, um, you know, you're right. I don't think I want to start Brock Purdy anymore. Purdy. Yep. Um, Christian McCaffrey 
uh, is the is the man's is the man's over there in uh, in San Francisco. Obviously, you're starting him in this matchup. What are your expectations for McCaffrey against Seattle on Thursday night? Um, I think that he's going to be an RB one again. I mean, Elijah Mitchell is out. Uh, I think for the rest of the regular season, he's really the the main back there. I do think Jordan Manson had some carries mm-hmm. um, this this past week. Uh, so so it's not like a pure workhorse role. Yeah, but uh, but he's getting a majority of the work. He's getting the touchdowns. Uh, it's a great matchup against Seattle. He's your RB one. You've probably rode him to this point. Uh, you got to play him and start him. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, obviously, you're starting him, and I think against Seattle, it's it's a it's a decent, it's a really good matchup. Not decent match, really good matchup for him. So, I think he could have a his good day. playoff schedule is juicy. Dynamite, dynamite. Um, wish I had him over. That's the I had one trade this year that I made that I um, wish I didn't make. I don't know that I would be starting Brandon Ayuk in my current roster, but I traded Brandon Ayuk and Christian McCaffrey for Saquon after like the first six weeks of the season. Um, it was not a bad trade at the time, but no, not a bad trade at the time. But Barclays and I guess fun. it's lateral. Like I said, like the only thing I would get is Christian. Mc- I mean, uh, Brandon Ayuk, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I I just kind of wish I had Christian McCaffrey for the playoff stretch. Uh, yeah. Jordan Mason <laughs> has also looked interesting. Um, I don't want anything to do with him with Christian McCaffrey being in that backfield no. and stuff like that. But um, he's going to get like 10 carries a game though. Handcuff Christian McCaffrey oh, yeah, right yeah. now sure. with Jordan Mason. Um, if you can, or you can steal somebody else's handcuff. <laughs> yeah. True. Evil play spoiler. We're here for the people who didn't make the playoffs too. Um, anyone else you want to talk about running back? Uh, no, I think that that's it for them. Okay, let's jump to the wide receiver position. We got a couple of different guys here: uh, Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk. Both have been really um, good this season. Uh, Debo Samuel, kind of like he was drafted like what as a sixth or seventh wide receiver off the board. Yeah, I believe he's wide receiver eighteen on the season. Yeah, to be fair, he did miss uh, miss some time. But uh, right. hold on a second, I want to confirm that. Uh, Debo is wide receiver 21 in 12 games, but his points per game is right around that same range. So it's not like those fantasy right. points kicked. Him um, he did get injured in the second quarter this week mm-hmm. uh, with the high and ankle he sprain. He got carted off the game. field. People thought he broke his leg and, and was done, mm-hmm. but it was good news that it's only a high ankle sprain, which considering mm-hmm. what it could have been, it, it is good news. Um, which if that is a high ankle sprain, he's not going to play probably the rest of the regular season. Mm-hmm. That's what, like a six week injury. Yeah. So he's done. So that would put him to like the, the he'd probably play the wild card week would be interesting so about yeah, Debo just to, because if he's, if he's really done for the rest of the season, um, this would be the last game he plays and to Rick's point, his averages um, huh. are basically he's wide receiver 21 on average. Um, thirteen point seven. He was an extremely huge disappointment this year, and sure, I there was massive touchdown regression, and I kind of like I, that made me nervous. Yeah, I wish you I was know, more on that train. Yeah, because I, you were, I, like, I you were all about the wide back, and I'm like the wide back's not good. That's not a good situation. Like, right, it's, it's okay. I loved the carries, and 
But the reason why I thought he was going to decrease and the reason why he wasn't good this year are not correlated because I thought it was going to be Trey Lance in the red area that was going to get those opportunities. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, Trey Lance ended that two weeks into the season. So, um, you know, Debo just wasn't there this year. And I think I think they got McCaffrey midway point, you know, in the season. Yeah. And they, they got a real running back. And I they still have been using Debo at to some I think what it is, role, is too um, – is they just uh, – it seems like they're kind of preserving him a little bit. Like they're not using him as much as they used him last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that, and then also the touchdowns, obviously. He only has, what, two all season? Yeah. Three three touchdowns, yeah, something, something like that. Yeah. So that that's a big, big reason for it too. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, it's, it's definitely a big disappointment. I wish I was lower on him than I was. Obviously, I liked Debo. But um, but yes, he's still a really good player, and he made some, he's made some even this year. He took a screen where he broke off like eight eight tackles and then went for the end zone. He's just not getting like as much work overall. Yeah, um, it's kind of like so the Kittle if, thing. If he's not if he's not playing though, uh, a uke baby. I know, huge. Yeah, um, he's a wide receiver one. I, the only problem is. I mean, what he had, what Brock Purdy have like twenty pass attempts last week, so it's like, what can you really do with that? But oh yeah, Ayuk for sure. He's he's probably rest of the season. What do you say? He's a top fifteen wide receiver, maybe even higher, top twelve. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Probably, I'd probably have him around fifteen. Okay, yeah. So, but I'm definitely starting him on Thursday night against Seattle. Um, I'm not interested in Ray Ray McLeod or Juwan Jennings. Um, in this matchup really at all, uh, even without Debo Samuel in the game. I know people will question that and be like, oh, maybe we should, you know, these guys would be good. Start. Like if, if if Brock Purdy really is only throwing it 20, 25 times a game, um, not a lot of opportunity that's going to go out between Brandon Ayuk and um, and George Kittle. So I, I think uh-huh. I think for the most part, it's just Ayuk in the wide receiver court, and I, I would feel confident playing him against Seattle this week. Yeah, I think Juwan Jennings in deep leagues you could consider, but overall I would agree. Okay. Uh, and then the final guy for the 49ers is George Kittle. Yep, another disappointment. <laughs> he had, yeah, another disappointment, but he had six points this week. Um, he's He missed, I think he missed a couple of games this year. Um, he missed uh, the first two weeks this season. So uh, he has been disappointing at the tight end position, but um, the big thing about tight ends, is that if you don't have a guy like George Kittle, who I would say is a top six or seven tight end in fantasy football in the season um, uh-huh. or in your league, then you don't have a George Kittle. You don't have a guy that you can start on a week-to-week basis, and even if he gets you six points and you're disappointed, at least you got six points, right? It's still more than the guy who streamed the tight end and got one. <laughs> you know what I mean? So right. Right. Uh, I, I'm starting George Kittle in this game against Seattle. But I just don't know what the expectations are. I don't. I don't know if you know, like, is he going to put up five, six points, or is he going to give you eleven? 12, I actually 13? think with Debo out now, rest of the season, we could see more from Kittle. Okay, I think he's a good play this week. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's kind of he's the same as Debo. It's like he's a really good, a real life NFL player. Yeah, and he's one of the reasons why the 49ers is so good because he's the closest thing we have in the NFL to Gronk. Where he's a he's dominant in the passing game, and he's also might be the best run blocking tight end in the league. Like he's just a dominant NFL player, but because there's so many weapons in that offense, and they don't throw the ball like 40, 50 times. Mm-hmm. Like Brady and the Bucks, 
you look at Tom Brady's numbers this year, he's throwing the ball like 40 to 50 times every single week. How many times have the 49ers thrown the ball 40 times even? Like right. it just doesn't it doesn't really happen with that offense. So there's only so many bodies to go around. Uh only so many fantasy points in the passing game to go around. But again, with Debo out, I think that helps George Kittle. Uh so I, I think he has a good week this week. But yeah, he's he's just up and down, man. Up and down. Yep. Um, all right. Without further ado, let's move on to the the Seattle Seahawks. I was gonna say I was gonna say the wide receiver position. I don't know why my brain said that. Anyway, we're talking about the Seahawks. Geno Smith, starting quarterback in San Francisco. He has been great on the season. He has been doing amazing work uh, at a, at the quarterback position on the season so far. I believe he is the QB eight, QB six, dude. <laughs> Golly, yeah, dude. QB six. Um, so the question is: Is he your? Is he a your? Is he a QB six that you're thinking like? All right, this is it. Got to start him on a week-to-week basis. I had him earlier in the season. He's been a top-six quarterback in fantasy football, getting 20 points a week, facing a tough matchup against San Francisco in the first round of the postseason. Is he now in – like, for me, if this was Justin Fields, I'd start him. For Gino, are you at that point where you're like, all right, I'm just going to start him? Maybe it's because I I don't have Gino anywhere, (laughs) nor do I plan on getting him. But uh, I would say no, no way. Also – Let's look back at week two. He played San Francisco. Do you know how many fantasy points he had in that game? Enlighten me. Seven fantasy points. Yeah. Uh, zero touchdowns, one interception, two yards, 200 yards passing. I mean, not uh, uh, the worst game ever, but not a good game either. Yep. Um, so San Francisco right now is, you could make the argument, the best defense in the league. They're playing at that level, or at least up there. Um, mm mm-hmm. One of the best defenses in the league. Yeah. And Gino's kind of, you know, he's had a very good year, but he's had a pretty easy schedule overall. Yeah. Like, uh, he's played the Cardinals, uh, last couple weeks, the Panthers, Rams, Vegas. Tampa was kind of a tough matchup and he did pretty decent. But then, uh, the Cardinals, um, the Giants, the Chargers, the Cardinals again, Detroit Lions, Atlanta Falcons. Like, he's had relatively easy matchups for the most part. Uh, so I think he, you know, not to take away from Gino, he's had it by far. He's he's blown expectations out of the water. I would have never guessed in a million years. I think this is probably the most surprising storyline for me this whole season is how good Gino Smith has been. Mm-hmm. Um, I considered him like, I didn't even think he was going to start. I thought it was going to be Drew Locke. And then this- when they announced it was Gino, I was like, okay, well, this is the next Andy Dalton. It's like Andy Dalton putting up 40 touchdowns. Like, it's just, it doesn't make sense. But, I mean, he's playing at that level, so. It was, it's so uh, funny. I was listening to um, the Fantasy Footballers podcast early, early in the season. I was out on a run, and I slapped it on. And I was listening to them talk about uh, the matchup between um, the, uh, I can't remember what week it was, but the early season matchup between Seattle and Denver. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I think it was like on Sunday and they were chatting about it or maybe it was week two. Um, and they said the Seattle Denver game was, uh, that was, I think opening Monday night actually. Oh, okay. So they were chatting about that game for Monday night and they were talking about, uh, one of them said that the Seattle Seahawks have a chance to win that football game against Denver. And the whole studio laughed at the dude and was like, are you kidding me? The Denver Broncos are going to kill the Seahawks. That's how and I felt. They brought it up. I listened to him the other day, like 
three days ago and they brought it up again and said, because that same person predicted that the Jacksonville Jaguars, or not the Jacksonville Jaguars, the Raiders would lose to the Rams possibly. <laughs> they were laughing at him then too. He got that right. But um, they brought up the old point and I'm like, I was just thinking back to that. I'm like, man, we really thought Seattle was going to be trash. Oh yeah, I thought they were gonna be like a bottom. Now, do you remember me eight. saying, "I don't know, I don't know if they're gonna." Yeah, be you, they have they have talent. You said they had talent, which was true. They do have offensive talent. I think the biggest thing is it, for their offense is not only Geno, but I thought their O line was trash. Their offensive line has actually been yeah, really good, decent this year. But it's just um, weird to think like your preseason expectations, thinking Denver was gonna be like a 12, 13 win football team even an 11-win football right. team at least, uh, and the Seattle Seahawks tanking for C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young or one of the right. quarterbacks then, in the class. Here we are. Seahawks are five, right. uh, above 500, right? And, and, Gino, and Gino Smith right now has uh, freaking 25 touchdowns. It's wild. It's wild. Um, anyway, so I would I would be inclined to agree with Rick that Geno Smith would be a set this week. Um, Let's say you're a playoff team. Which I am. In you all got. Leagues. You got. Okay, but you you had Geno Smith all year. I don't, I don't got know. you to the playoffs. Okay. Are you starting him this week? No. So you're streaming. Yeah. Well, I don't know. <laughs> I just I, like if somebody out there has a better matchup and I trust in him a little bit more than yeah, like but Geno kind of reminds me of like Derek Carr. Yeah. Right. Where it's like. Against tough matchups, there's a chance that he could just drop a chicken egg and and freaking get seven points. Like, so that's where I'm like I'm nervous. Like I don't want to go into my fantasy playoff matchup and have my quarterback crap the bed because that's almost a surefire way to lose. You know what I mean? That's your highest scoring position in most instances. If your quarterback doesn't perform to the level he's supposed to, then you need another you know position to kind of pick up the slack. So, right. um, you know, like it's, it's a risky situation. I think it's on a per team basis where it's like, if you have a waiver wire and Mac Jones is your only option, I would go with Gino and just bite the bullet. Um, but if, if there's other options out there that are better or you have a second guy in your bench, that's better or has an easier matchup this week and maybe not better fantasy points wise on the season, but is just a, you know, a streamable, you know, asset, then I would start them. But um, Gino's tough to play this week against San Francisco, especially on Thursday night. Now, I, I did say this before. It's a big game for Seattle. Like, their playoff hopes are on the line. If oh, they yeah, lose they, this, do, they lose this game. Detroit might overtake them if they beat <laughs> the Jets next week. So, like, they, they have to win this game in order to have a chance to play this. Now, I've actually been thinking about this from the, the whole perspective of, of the Seattle Seahawks overall, right? If Gino and this football team crash at the end of the season and lose out, and they're seven and ten, or what's the record? Seven and six. Yep. They lose out, and they go seven and ten. Like, is this a success for them? Where they're happy with Geno Smith as their quarterback and happy with the team playing the way that they did? Because that's a, it's basically what Russell Wilson did. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I mean, like, let's see how it looks. So, like, if their offense is still putting up points and they lose out, I don't think they're going to be mad at. Like, do they just um, look at their defense and be like, That's "Yeah, why. I think," but to collapse that bad is tough. And yeah. 
But I don't know, man. So I do think that this could be a game where one of two things happened. A, it's a divisional matchup. Seattle plays up to the competition. It's a close game, and Geno plays well and has a good game. The other right. option is they're playing from behind, and Geno has to throw a lot to keep them in the game, and that inflates his stats. So like those are the so two scenarios where I think Geno sure. could have success, but it's such a hard matchup. And you know what the other thing with, with – you know why San Francisco does so well against quarterbacks? is because they have a they do a really great job at controlling the pace of the game. They run well. They have Christian McCaffrey. They have Jordan Mason. They have a receiving core that can make a lot happen after the catch. Like Purdy has success because Purdy doesn't need to throw the ball over the field to win. So they're going to control the game. They're going to control the clock. There's probably not going to be a whole ton of offensive possessions. If that's the case and Geno's not taking advantage of those offensive possessions that he does have, then that's going to be the reason why he doesn't perform in this game. So it could go either way. I, I just, I'm glad I don't have Geno Smith. I'm glad I don't have to make this decision because it's one of those where he's like, he's walking that fine line where he's a top six quarterback and you probably should start him. But you probably shouldn't because right. he's going up against San Fran on Thursday night. Right. Yeah, I, I don't think I would. Um, we talked about the Lions, I think, on our other show yeah. of their situation with Jared Goff um, and how like he's the franchise quarterback and all those things, but they might have a top three pick. And then what do you do um, in that scenario? The Seahawks are in the exact same spot. They have Denver's okay. pick, which right now I think is third overall. Okay. Do you draft a quarterback? Yes. I agree with you. Not even, not, I wouldn't 100%. Flinch. I wouldn't even flinch. I mean, Gino's but there are Seahawks, there are, there are Seahawks people and Geno people who say no. And he's the franchise. Well, I mean, you can believe you can believe he's he's the guy for the next couple of years, and also understand that you have to go for the future. Yeah, well, like, especially don't, like, you like, don't walk into top picks in the NFL draft very often. Right. So it's like you take your shot now at quarterback in the draft, and then let him sit behind Geno and develop. Yes, yeah. that's the approach that I would take if I was a GM. Like if you're, Agreed. I don't like. You know what astounds me about the NFL? Like, I feel like being a GM in the NFL is an extremely hard job, but there are some things that you do that are just like, they're easy things to discuss. It's like you sit down and you go, okay, Geno Smith, great year. He's 32 years old. Is he the future of this franchise? How many years do you expect to get out of him? What if he plays till 37? That's five more years. Mm -hmm. Like, if we draft a quarterback now and Geno blows next year, we go to that new quarterback. We draft right. a quarterback right now, and Gino has success over the next couple of years. We cut and run and start the new guy. Right. I, I, I don't. I don't. I, don't I think they have Denver's pick first round next year. Do they? Or I don't remember. I'm not 100 percent sure, but like they have assets. Like they can, they can afford to use their top pick on a quarterback and still build their roster uh, in other spots, build their defense in other spots. Oh my god, dude. Do you want to hear how many uh, how many running backs slash fullbacks this football team has? I really don't, to be totally honest with you, but go ahead. 11. Oh, my gosh. Three practice squatters, a fullback, uh, two guys on IR, and five active running backs. Sheepers creepers. What is wrong with <laughs> He's got a, like, freaking, uh, what's his name? Fetish. Um, Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll's got a fetish with the running back position. I got it. Yeah, I got to say. Um, all right, so let's move to running back, talk a little bit about some of that stuff. DJ Dallas and Travis Homer 
would be the replacements for Kenneth Walker. Homer missed last week, I believe, and Dallas kind of blew in this game. Um, uh, I think it was reversed. Boy, are you serious? Dallas missed the game and Homer. Kind okay, of all right, never mind. <laughs> Either way. but You had the right idea. Neither of them were good in any yeah. extent. So if there is if Kenneth Walker is out, I don't want Homer, I don't want Dallas, I don't want nothing to do with the backfield, especially Agreed, against San Francisco. 100%. Like see you later, bye, done. Um Kenneth Walker has to be with the way he's played this season and the way things have worked out for him, he has to be a play this week if he's active. Um it's going to be a tough it's a tough 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 decision against San Francisco, but to me, you just have to go with the talented player and hope that he has success. So if Kenneth Walker is active and available in this game, you run with him. You hope he has a good game. I would temper expectations for a massive performance. Yeah, big I time. would. I would expect 12, 12 points. Would be I would be rejoicing against San Francisco with twelve points. Tough matchup, but Kenneth Walker's a go for me if he's in. Um, but just keep your eye on practice reports and different stuff going on in the game, and 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 make sure that uh, he's good. So, yeah, I would assume that they might try to give him. The go this week. It's a huge game. Mm-hmm. I think he was a game time decision this past week. Yeah. And they, he was inactive. So I feel like he's close to playing. And if he's close to playing in a game that's the magnitude of this one for the Seahawks, yeah. then he'll go. I could see Walker being active. And if he's active, you probably do have to play him, but I would be very nervous. Uh, very all right. Nervous. Let's go to the wide receiver position. Uh, Metcalf and Lockett have been. Real good. Uh, I yep. want to preface this by saying, I don't know if you have any thoughts on Marquise Goodwin. Goodwin had a good week no. this past week, but I want nothing to do with him. Um, don't start him. Don't pick him up. Don't do anything with Marquise Goodwin. That's like investing in like a 60-year-old broken-down Corvette. Um, all set. Right. Uh, that you found on the side of the road, rusty. That's That's what Marquise Goodwin is. Right, right. Uh, still really fast though. Can go straight really fast. Yeah. Um, but Metcalf and Lockett, two guys have been really good on the season. Um, they've both had boom weeks, both had bust weeks. If you told me they were both going to be wide receiver twos this year, I would have been like, eh, no. I would have laughed. I would have laughed too. I, I'm not going to laugh. Actually, Ty, Ty Lockett's a wide receiver one, dude. No, are you freaking kidding me? He's wide receiver eight on the year. Yeah, so Lockett's wide receiver eight. DK's wide receiver what? 13. Almost two wide receiver ones, and that could still go in that direction. So those two guys have been spectacular. Based on performance so and based on play, San Francisco's a tough matchup, but I'm starting both of these guys um, You know, this week on Thursday night. like I feel like you kind of have to if you have them. Yeah, absolutely. At this point, they're both starts no matter what. Um Dude, I was so out on Lockett, and like I remember in the beginning of the year when he was doing well, I was like, "This can't continue unless Geno Smith just dominates all year." Well, Geno Smith has dominated all year, so um, there goes Tyler Lockett as a wide receiver one. Congrats if you drafted him, yep. dude. My worst takes um, everything Seahawks. It's yeah, I mean it's the Seahawks Broncos pretty much. That trade just like threw me for a loop. From my bad takes this year. Yeah, I mean, I'm um, with you. I was I, very I down on Seahawks, very up on Broncos. So I also uh, would like to. You don't want to start Noah Font, right? Nothing to do no. with Noah Font and the tight ends. No. All right. So I was going to say this before we end the show. Um, 
the funny thing about the Seattle Seahawks and Denver Broncos trade is that I remember in the offseason, like the Dolphins got Tyreek Hill and um Denver obviously got Russell Wilson and just it yep. looked like it looked like the entire did Chargers got JC Jackson and uh, Khalil Mack and Khalil Mack and like everyone was stacking up Devontae Adams to the Raiders. And I remember there just being like, for specifically as a Patriots fan, because we don't do anything around here but sit on our hands and not collect talent. Um, but like everyone was panicking about the AFC. Like anyone who wasn't one of those teams that made a big acquisition was, I was like, panicking. oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, what's going to happen? And this, I said this on la- yesterday's show, I think, this is some of the worst football uh, that we've seen. Somebody said that the worst football they've seen in a long time. And it's just funny because it's like everyone is still in it. Like I don't think you look at the AFC – with all of those teams that got better, uh, it's still the same situation. Still Bills, Bills Chiefs. Chiefs with everyone else. Like, do we think maybe Bengals? Do you throw the Bengals in there? Oh yeah, yeah. I, I, the Bengals should be in there. But like, Bengals Baltimore is pretty good. But like, when you look at these teams, like if you're if you're a team like the Patriots or the Jets or the Raiders, right, and you're going up against the Ravens or the Bengals. Like, uh-huh. is it like a for sure win for the Bengals and the Ravens? No. Probably not, no. So it's like, it's just everyone's the same. And it's the Bills and Chiefs and Eagles. And Eagles. That was the one surprise team this year, the Eagles. Um, but it's just funny how things work out where everyone panics about everyone <laughs> acquiring talent and then it doesn't end up mattering in the long run anyway. Yeah. The, the Chargers I mean, so are like barely that, the seventh seed. Because historically, though, like the Rams get Matt Stafford, they win the Super Bowl. It put them over the edge. Yeah. The Broncos, I mean, the, the the Buccaneers got Tom Brady. It changed their whole franchise for the next two or three years mm-hmm. for the short term, right? I I still would be, like, I still look at those examples and be like, okay, these players can mm-hmm. alter franchises and stuff. But I will admit, Russell Wilson, single-handedly, is going to make me nervous about every, like, like if Aaron Rodgers gets traded this offseason. Oh, that's the, that's the new standard bearer. I'm going to be scared. To be fair, I think Rodgers right now is significantly better than what Russell Wilson was with Seattle last year at the end. Is he? Yes, I do think that. Statistically, I, I don't think he is. Yeah, no, I disagree. I I, I think Rodgers. I mean, I don't, Rogers, I don't think you're you wrong. Also to, you also like, have to think about the play, quarterback, too. Play. Like, Aaron Rodgers doesn't have a chance in the playoffs. So he's not thinking about that. Like if he, yeah, leaves, he has no, real he has no chance, either. so he doesn't care anymore. Like that's that's Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, like imagine Rodgers with, because he's playing with Christian Watson, who has emerged and been decent. But then it's like yeah. Randall Cobb, Alan Lazard. Like imagine him with, I don't know, real offensive talents. Like he probably would have more than think, but he would still make me nervous. My point yeah, is, no. everything was going to make me nervous. <laughs> you have a new standard. I Tyree Kill, that did change the Dolphins. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. I think it changed their. I mean, I know they. How many? Let's. I, 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 we got to end the show, but I, I have a question for you with the Dolphins. If they did not acquire Tyree Kill, say they win 11 games this year, right? Uh-huh. If they did not require Tyree Kill, how many less law? How many less? How many less wins would they have had? I, dude, honestly. I would probably not say a ton, but maybe like two. Yeah, I'd probably say like two, which that might be the difference between playoffs and not playoffs. Yeah, fair enough. Them. Um, all right, there you go. Thursday night preview. Who are you picking in this game? 49ers? Yeah. 49ers. Yeah, yeah 49ers. I got 49ers. 
Um, all right, enjoy your Thursday night football. Hopefully you start your fantasy week off right, your playoff week off right. We got starts and sits tomorrow. We'll give you advice for that. Um, other than that, enjoy Thursday night football. See you later, guys. Peace out. Thank you for listening to the Fantasy Champions Podcast. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes and YouTube and follow us on Twitter at the FF Champs.